a time that we celebrate the meaning of our Lord's death and how in His death God was vindicated and we are the recipients of so much. And so tonight as we celebrate and remember our Lord's death, uh, we want to turn to the Scriptures and see how we can remember our Lord's death in one of the most honorable ways. And as you can see before us, we have the elements for communion, which we will be partaking of in a few moments. But first, again, let's look at what Scripture says and what the Apostle Paul reminds us of what our Lord said and how we are supposed to remember His death. And so tonight we're going to look at verses 23 through 28. And as I said, we're, after that we're going to take communion together. Thank you. My eyes were growing dim there. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's, let's read what the Apostle Paul wrote to the church at Corinth. In verse 23, he says, For I have received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus in the night in which he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup also, after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. And we'll stop there. So again, we are told here in this section of Scripture how we as believers are to remember the death of Jesus. And obviously, it is by partaking of communion. So let's take a few moments before we take communion together and truly understand what it is that we are doing. So right from the beginning in verse 24, we are told, the first thing that we are told to do is, is to eat the bread. And again, let me read it. In verse 24, he says, When he had given thanks, he broke it, speaking of the bread, and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So the bread that we are going to partake of in a few moments symbolizes the body of our Lord Jesus, which was broken for us. You see, when Jesus went to the cross, he bore our sins. He allowed himself to suffer, death to atone, for our trespasses against God. And I think one of the, the greatest verses that depicts this is found in the Old Testament book of Isaiah. So turn there with me if you would. In Isaiah chapter 53, and looking at verses 3 through 6, the prophet Isaiah gives us the prophecy of the coming Messiah who would suffer. And I think he, in a, a very poetic and prophetic way, describes the suffering that our Lord went through in his body for us. And so we pick up in verse 3, and the prophet writes, speaking of Jesus, he was despised and forsaken of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and like one from whom men hid their face. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. 
Surely our griefs he himself bore, and our sorrows he carried. Yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastising for our well-being fell upon him, and by his scourging we are healed. All of us, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. But the Lord has caused the iniquity of all of us to fall upon him. Again, here the prophet describes the suffering and the anguish, both mentally and physically, that fell upon our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why here Jesus says in 1 Corinthians 24, as Paul remembers his words, that this body was broken for us in those ways. And we know from the story of the crucifixion on all, and how that happened and what it was like. So again, the first way that we remember our Lord is the suffering and anguish that He took for us, taking our place that should have been ours, and we eat the bread. So again, this evening in a few moments, when you partake of that, remember that that piece of bread symbolizes the broken body of our Lord for us. Secondly, going back to our text in 1 Corinthians, in verse 25, we are told to drink the contents of the cup, and in this way we remember the Lord. Let's read. It says, In the same way he took the cup also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So we drink these, the contents, and it doesn't really matter what is actually in here. It's what it symbolizes, what's important. Because this juice that we're going to drink in a few moments symbolizes the blood, Jesus says here, of his new covenant. Now, a covenant is a contract. It's a legal binding contract between two parties. And obviously, in the context that we're speaking of here of the covenant, it's a covenant that God has made with man. God has enacted it by the blood of Jesus Christ and instituted by the blood of Jesus Christ. And he has instituted a better covenant for us. God is saying, here's my covenant for you. I will be your God. I will love you. I will provide for you. I will protect you. I will save you. And your part is to believe that and receive it. So when we believe on this new covenant that Jesus paid for by his blood, there is so much that we received. And I will only cover a few bits and pieces of that. But just think about this. Because Jesus died... And because we believe in this new covenant, we are recipients of the justification before God. We stand before God justified, meaning there's nothing that we are going to suffer for because Christ suffered for us. We stand just before God. Not only that, we are declared righteous before God because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Just think of that. We all know ourselves. God is saying you are righteous, you, are, you do right, you are good because of what Jesus has done. There's nothing that you did that was good except that you believed on the Lord and He has given you His righteousness. You were right. Not only that, because of this new covenant and it, that was atoned for by our Lord in His blood, we now have, He's atoned for our sins. I mean, He paid for our sins. 
We don't have to suffer for our sins and pay the penalty for them. He did that for us, which we should have done according to the law. And not only that, He cleanses us from our sins. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from our sins. That means the stain of sin on our soul and our conscience, on our emotion, is taken away. We are cleansed. We are no longer dirty or should feel filthy in any way because Christ cleansed us by His blood. So whenever you feel emotionally like, I'm not, you know, sorrowful for your sins, know that Christ has already paid for that. He's cleansed you from that. He's washed you from that. You're no longer dirty in His sight. That should be good news. And finally, He sets us free from the penalty of our sins. Scripture says that the soul that sins shall die. And we're talking about eternal death. Being separated from God for all eternity. But because Jesus died on the cross and spilt His blood, this new covenant says you are set free from that penalty. You don't have to pay for that. You will not be separated from God for all eternity. In fact, you are made righteous, justified before God, cleansed and atoned for, and you are set free from the penalty of sins. That is good news. So when we drink the blood of Christ in a few moments, symbolically, think of that. Look at that. Take a moment to think upon that, that I am justified. I'm righteous. My sins are atoned for. I'm cleansed from my sins, the stain of sin, and I'm set free from its penalty. So again, tonight we are told to remember the death of Jesus Christ by partaking of communion and eating the bread and drinking the contents of the cup in remembrance of what Christ has done for us. I want to share just two more things here. When we partake of these elements, we also do two other things. Look at verse 26. There's two things I want to point out from this. It says, For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until He comes. So when we partake of communion, we're also evangelizing. We're telling other people, we're proclaiming the Lord's death. We're saying to ourselves, the Lord died for me. And then we take of the bread and the juice, remembering what that means. So we're proclaiming it to ourselves. We're proclaiming it to each other in this room. And we're proclaiming it to those who have yet to believe on it. So in in this way, we're evangelizing those around us. So remember that we are celebrating, commemorating, and proclaiming the Lord's death. Secondly, the very last three words in that sentence says that we do this until He comes. So when we partake of communion, we are proclaiming the promise of our Lord's second coming. Meaning one day, the Lord's going to come back. He's going to gather us all together and establish the eternal kingdom. That is something we have to look forward to. And think of this. This is the great thing, if you could say great, about dying in a sense, especially as believers, is we have assurance that we will rise again because Christ rose, we too will rise. So not only, and not only that is that, guess what? When we die, we get to see our Lord and Savior face to face for the first time ever. And guess what? There's going to be a bunch of people with the Lord as well. All of our brothers and sisters, family members who have died and gone before the Lord, they too will come back. 
And so that's why we, not only is this a remembrance and a solemn occasion, but we celebrate that. Look forward to the time we'll be, we will be reunited with our loved ones who have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. So when we partake of communion, not only are we remembering our Lord's death, but we are proclaiming His death, and we are proclaiming the promise of His second coming. And with those truths, we should be comforted. So, with that said, verse 28 gives us our, our final point of application, our application here. It says, verse 28 says, But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat the bread and drink of the cup. So, Scripture here says that before we partake of communion, that we need to examine ourselves. Each and every one of us in this room. And that word examine means to test, to prove, to scrutinize, to see whether a thing is genuine or not. So what are we examining? We are examining ourselves. We are scrutinizing ourselves. We need to ask ourselves, do we believe this? Each and every one of us has to make that decision. All these things that we've pointed out tonight about what the death of Jesus Christ means and what the bread and the, the contents of the cup symbolize, do you really believe that? Again, if you look at our verse in verse 28, actually go up one verse to verse 27. He says, Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner shall be guilty of the body and the blood of our Lord, but let a man examine himself. See, the Apostle Paul gives a warning here. It says, if, if you partake of this and you don't really believe it, then you are guilty yourself of crucifying Christ, the body and the blood of Christ. That's why we examine ourselves. If you don't believe on this, then I ask tonight that when the elements are passed, that you do not take it. Why should you partake of something that you do not believe in? But for those of us who believe, it's a time again to reflect on what the Lord has done and examine ourselves. You know, I believe this. I trust in the Lord. And what you're saying is that I examine and I am worthy because of what Jesus has done to partake of communion. You are worthy because you believe that the Lord's sacrifice paid the price for your sins. And that's why you are worthy. So, again, just I want to remind those of you that Maybe you're sitting there and going, no, well, I think I believe it. When you examine yourself, you know, I want to believe it. Then I would encourage you as the elements are being passed and as you're waiting for everyone to have them, that you would repent of your sins and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, confess him as Lord and Savior, then partake with us in this celebration. And so you'll have a moment to do that. And again, if you examine yourself and you say, I don't, I truly don't believe this then I would ask that you would respectfully just decline and not partake. And uh, I know we have some young kids here. Where are all the young kids? Like under 16. Under 16, Andy. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> I would just ask you and parents that are around them to make sure that if your children are partaking of this, that they truly understand. You know, this is, it's a serious time. It's a solemn time, and it should not be taken just because the, their friends are taking it or their parents are taking it but that they truly understand what it means. And so we'll have other times throughout the year that we do this. So again, just parents and our young brothers and sisters there, just know 
that it's an important thing that you need, truly need to understand what it means. And if you do, then hey, partake of it because you are our brother and sister in the Lord as well. And so we're going to do that now. I'm going to have the worship team come up and Pastor David and our brother Mike are going to pass the elements around. So this is a little tricky. For those of you that have been with us before, we have a, we have a new little cup that you're going to get. Yeah, worship team, come on up. So I don't mean to mess the mood up, but there's like a little peel piece that you take off first and get the bread. And then there's another a second one that you peel off to get the juice. So be careful. Okay, just a little warning, no stress. But I would ask, so during this song, again, examine yourselves. Each and every one of us need to examine ourselves before we partake. And then once everyone has it, Pastor, I will pray for the bread, and then Pastor David will pray for the juice, and we'll partake together. So hold on to it until that time. So Pastor David and Mike, if you would come.